The Constellation Cup series is just around the corner between Aotearoa New Zealand and the Australian Diamonds and of course no real surprise that there have been a raft of changes in terms of the Silver Fern selections and here to break it all down with me today. My two sidekicks, Storm Purvis, Jenny Woods, kia ora kōrua. Kia ora Rav. Kia ora. Now Storm, you were at the team announcement for the Silver Ferns, which has seen 15 players all up on this list. Tell us more. Yeah, it was cool to be out there actually. By the time I got there, the Ferns were already on court training um, and there were a lot of them, which was good to see. And they were all on the court. No one was being rested. No one had ice packs. So <laughs> tick, that's a good start. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of buzz around the team. I tell you what, they all look so fit. Mm. That's what really caught my eye. And you know Dame Knowles, she's a hard taskmaster and she, you know, if they were doing a set or a few centre passes and she wasn't very happy with them and she pulled them all in and said, that's not good enough, do it again, five more. And they all kind of got out there, Meals are saying, come on girls, and it just, it was a cool sort of vibe amongst the mood in the camp, if you will, was, <laughs> was good. So cool to see Kimi Poi back in the mix, um, Peter Toyava, who we haven't seen mm. around a Ferns camp for a while. Um, yeah, girls are excited. See, that's an interesting call, isn't it? You know, if I had a dollar for every time somebody had said to me, you know, where's Kimiora? Why is she not there? Yeah. Admittedly, most of them from Canterbury. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, and I, I mean, I, I've always thought, well, I guess, you know, perhaps lack of consistency or what have you. Toya was another one that sort of surprises me because mm. I've always felt when she, you know, she's had a couple of chances, hasn't she, in the black dress. Mm. And it's really, it's, it's simply her height. There's no doubting her skill, her finesse on the feed. Mm. I'll be fascinated to see how she goes because they're going to have that core of nine players aren't they and then three Fitzpatrick, Toyava, Roeli Buchanan play here and then Temu, Poi, Gordon in Australia. Yes. It's an interesting way of doing things isn't it? It is, it is and it's a lot to get your head around but we're going to get everyone's heads around it right now. Let's start with, let's have a look at the defenders because you mentioned that some are staying and some will be going over to Australia and some will be left behind. So defenders, Sulu Fitzpatrick for the New Zealand leg only, Kelly Drury, Phoenix Karaka and then Ali Temu steps in for the Australian leg. In terms of those four defenders, I'm guessing that a few people may have thought you might have seen a Kattenberger's name or you may have, may have had a, a Hail Mary and perhaps Jane Watson might have come into the squad. Wasn't to be right now. So let's look at that four who we have seen in action before. How have we felt they've been tracking along Cadbury series, Commonwealth Games, Jamaica series? Yeah, I, I like this four. I think it was it would have been great to see Karen and Jane back in there, but that wasn't going to happen. And even if they were maybe ready, best not to push them before a full ANZ season and the World Cup coming up next year. Um, I am surprised, well, not surprised, I guess, that um, Ali Timu is not the one who's across both tests and Phoenix Kataka is. I think Ali had a fantastic Cadbury series. Uh, but at the same time, Phoenix is the experienced defender. We know Dame Knowles loves experience. It's important in these tests and especially coming up against Australia. Phoenix and Kelly, I think their combination, Kelly Jerry, sorry, has taken a while to grow and I still think there's some little bits that aren't quite there in terms of their switches and the, the style they play. It's taking Phoenix a while to adjust to, you know, Kelly, Kelly's the big body in there. She's going to, you know, stay put, mark that space between the ball and the shooter. And Phoenix is used to playing with Sulu where they do so many switches and they work together a lot. And it was in that last half, I think, of the... Uh, Tiny Jameson series where Phoenix just got moved from wing D to goal D and she mm -hmm. came alive yeah. and I think 
that was Phoenix saying, hey now, I'm our gold <laughs> offence. Ellie, you're great, but it's me, mate. I'm the one who, who deserves this bib. So she really put out an incredible performance in that goldie position. And I'd really like to see that karaka jury combination grow. I agree, but I also thought, I thought Karaka was terrific at wing defence. Yeah. I just thought, wow. And I also felt that she, you know, she'd had the COVID, she'd had the flu. I thought she was quietish at the Commonwealth Games. And I just thought, ah, you are coming back. Mm. I thought, correspondingly, I thought, uh, well, we didn't see a lot of Fitzpatrick, did we, in that um, Jamaican series, just a couple of quarters here and there. But I wonder, you know, interesting what you say about Temu. I, I wonder if it almost was against her that the the opposition was that really substandard Jamaican side. Mm. I mean, how much do you give that credit for that performance? I mean, she was fantastic. So tough on her because I don't know what else she could do. Mm. But I just wonder if, if Nolene is thinking, well, OK, you know, let's just see how she goes. We've got time. Um, take it from there. But I'm, I'm delighted. I thought Karaka was great. In fact, I thought she was she could have been almost my player of the series, perhaps. Mm. I love the honesty, and especially with you, Storm, being a, a defender yourself, former defender yourself, you know, wanting to have that little bit more. Because when we think of Australia, they're the Commonwealth Games gold medalists. Do this for, does this combination have what it takes to combat, you know, the monsters that are Australian shooters, even with Gretel Boeta not on the scene? I still think you need Jane Watson in there. Um, I just think you need something different in that goalkeep position. I think Kelly does a great job and plays her style of game really well, but I'm not sure who who could step back into that goalkeep position and bring something different, um, who's a real ball getter. So I still think come World Cup time and Jane's back and if she has a great ANZ season, she'd be one of the first defenders I pick if she kind of picks up where she left off. So. I, I like this defence end. It's definitely not my favourite four, but everyone brings their own, you know, special something. I think Sulu is needed in there because she is is the voice out the back, especially with Jane not around. Um, but just that X factor for me is missing a little bit. I'd say Phoenix is someone who brings X factor, but the other three are just, you know, do their um, jobs well, get ball, but feel like you need something a little bit more against Australia. It's almost like, isn't it, Australia have just had their Jane Watson moment because to me, Gretel Boeta mm. is, I mean, I know they're opposite ends of the court, but, you know, when that news about Jane Watson's pregnancy, I mean, it was fab, but it was a bit... Heartbreaking. <laughs> uh, I can say that now. And I think the, Gretel, the loss of Gretel Boeta for Australia is, is really significant because she was so key for them yeah. but uh, I agree but when Watson and I agree I, Watson would be the first name on my team but who do you who do you lose a, to make yeah, way for her? Yeah. Mm. yeah that's the one and look another name that I didn't put on that list because I kind of put her in the midcourt was Kayla Johnson who's also made it into the squad who actually wasn't named for the last series but came in as a stand-in for um, Kate Heffernan so could we see her finally jumping into GD or you know, going back into GD where we have seen her traditionally. Well, we were told so many times that no, she wouldn't be playing GD over at the Commonwealth Games because of her um, loading and, you know, it's a position that just requires that much more change of direction and the bouncy bouncy that you don't have to do at <laughs> wing D, which was a shame because you kind of feel like Kayla is selected because she can swing across wing D and Goldie so well. So we didn't see her at Goldie once over in Birmingham. I went to so many of their training camps before they left, never saw her in that position. This morning at Fern's training, she was playing Goldie. 
So who knows, maybe she's just had a bit of time to get her body better and then she's someone who provides that genuine wingy goldy side with mm. Cara now. Yeah, I mean, I was a little bit surprised to see her name there, but I mean, at her best, she is yeah. superb. Yeah. But I don't know that she's been at her best for a little while now. Mm. So I hope you're right, Storm, and that she's, she's back because, man, she was good. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see the besties, Kayla and Phoenix, who's going to be yeah. battling for the cold offence, though, right? I know, I know. <laughs> Let's move on to that, into the midcourt. Well, we've already mentioned Kayla Johnson. Kate Heffernan, Whitney Soonis, Maddie Gordon for the Australian League, Camille Rapoi for the Australian League, Mila Rialu Buchanan for the New Zealand League, and Peter Toyava for the New Zealand League. I, for one, didn't expect to see so many of those changes in the midcourt because I thought um, the last two series, it's been, it's well, Cadbury series was kind of a slow boil in that respect with the inclusion of Whitney Sooners. Commonwealth Games, I thought, oh yeah, it's coming together. Jamaica series, as you did say, they were um, not the strongest of Jamaican teams, but I thought, you know, it gave our midquarters a real, you know, opportunity to really come together. So when I see these changes, I'm like, hmm, is Nolene still not satisfied with what's happening in the middle? I agree. I thought it was strange given we had those changes in the recent TJ series with Mila and Maddie coming in and that mm. was kind of like the new midcourt, mm. exciting blood, they did yeah. such a great job, let's give them another chance against Australia, let's step up. Um, but I guess it's also a case of Dame Knowles using her time wisely, maybe an area that she's still not you know, Jane Knowles has got so many questions in her head at all times, but obviously with the midcourt, she's still trying to figure out that magic recipe. Mm. I'm a little bit um, sad that she has split up Maddie and Mila, so mm. they're going to be at different, uh, different in different countries for the four games. I really like where that combination could go. I loved what we saw of it against Jamaica. We're going to say it again, it wasn't the greatest competition. Um, but they really took their chances and they play really well together and they're both so explosive and speedy and, and just bring different attributes to the position. Um, Peter, I feel like it's great to see her back in there. We know she feeds Grace Nwicky so well. We know she's got all the star power. Um, same with Kimmy. We know that consistency is something that they've both been told to work on. I just wonder as well if Peter has been brought in to help teach some of the other feeders exactly how to feed Grace because it's Peter's got it nailed. She knows how to do it. And having someone uh, like her around in the squad, you know, Pets doesn't say anything on camera. She, we can't talk to her. <laughs> but if you go to a training, she's one of the only voices you hear. You know, she's constantly talking to her teammates and telling people what to do, where to let the ball go, where Grace should stand. Mm. And I just think maybe Knowles is thinking, oh, I want to tap into that. You come help out my middies and you show us how it's done. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I, I also wonder too, when you would be picking this side, do you, do you take into account the opposition at all? I mean, do you look across at Australia and think, oh, la, la, you know, Liz Watson, Kate Maloney, Maddie Proud. Uh, Jamie's back. Jamie's Jamie back. Um, do you look at them? Because I wonder if you do and you sort of think, right, we've got to give all these players a chance just to show what they can put up. And Because, of course, the interesting thing was, you know, we didn't play Australia at the Com Games. You know, mm. first time ever. So um, I don't know if that's a shame or not, but, you know, it's different. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm actually quite glad how she's done this because you get a look at a lot of them uh, and listening to her in a, a radio interview she was saying you know she quite likes what netball does here because in some other codes you pick a player and then they don't make it and they're gone into the wilderness whereas here this is her assertion you just put them aside for now I mean that weren't her words my words but 
and just got around them, told them where to come, and then give them another go. And, and surely, you know, that is borne out by some of these selections. So, you know, I think it's, she's certainly, um, it's the strategy that Netball New Zealand talks about sometime, the, mm. you know, the Dame Nolene strategy of, of giving players a chance. It's mm. great to hear hear that from Nils because from our point of view it kind of looked like okay she's closed the door on Peter, closed the door yeah. on Kimmy, gave them yep. a go. Yep. Not happening, we've got this great other crop of mid-quarters so it is actually really cool yeah. to hear that no we had their eye on them, we were giving them feedback, they knew what they had to do. Another little Good. stat she pulled out, she she maintains that the player, Australia, six players to our one. Yes. Yes. yes, I hadn't realised it was that high. I thought it was four to one, but wow. Yeah, she said that in our interview too, mm. actually. Wow. Mm. Do you think that that's missing from the Silver Ferns mid-quarters, though? Do we need more help with feeding into Grace? After watching the Jamaican series, I'd say no. I mm. think... Um, I agree. Yeah, I think all mm. our middies did a really great job of feeding Grace in that series. But again, it's just so hard <laughs> to read into that too much. And in Commonwealth Games, we obviously saw um, Grace and Maya mix it up a little bit more mm. um, in terms of who was playing goal shoot. So yes and no, but at the same time, it's obviously great to be able to have her in there and just, you know, take it up there. It almost changed watch. a bit though, didn't it? If you cast your mind back to Birmingham, that first, and I always think of the England games, the first England game and the second England game, big difference. I mean, mm. you know, um, Noiki was sort of just monstered by Mentor, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, as she had been in the That's right. series down mm -hmm. here. But in that fight, that bronze medal match, it was almost as though that wasn't going to happen. And I don't know how much of that was the feeding had improved, mm. or she, or the mix was right. There weren't any changes. Um, yeah, Crampton played that whole game, didn't she? That they all did. Match. I don't yeah. think there was one change. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. You don't quite. I mean, we, we could be here all day trying to pick Nolene. Yeah. Play, yeah. So what we want to do? Yeah. Let's not even try it. Um, but in, in saying that. You know, we're, we're bringing in players and we're trying these new combinations, teaching others, rah, rah, rah. Is the Constellation Cup the place to do that? Because for me, Constellation Cup is the Bledisloe Cup of netball. You know, this is, the, this is the competition besides those big giant World Cups and Commonwealth Games. This is the one. Yeah. You know, is this the place to try untried combos? Usually no. However, I don't think Noel's got what she wanted out of the Tiny Jameson. True. So that's the compensation. Absolutely this right. Yeah. And that, because, and I, I, you know, I think she said she was furious for two weeks over the Jamaica <laughs> thing. And I totally get it because before all that palaver, you would have thought, wow, you know, silver medalists are coming. Mm. This is going to be a great series, three tests, woohoo. Uh, as it turned out, we all know what happened. But um, I mean, where else do you try? What, like, that's the trouble with netball, really, isn't it? The, the tier at the top is so thin mm. that this is where you have to put it out yeah. or, and try things. Yeah, yeah. That's a great point. Kāpai. Great answer, guys. Okay. <laughs> Moving on to our shooters, which is, you know, the only part of the court that has been left unchanged. I wasn't surprised by that at all. I thought that, you know, the shooting end has is, is really um, come together. But what were your thoughts on an unchanged shooting end? Again, not surprised. I guess the only shooter that may come to mind when we think about someone who deserves a shot is maybe Tiana Matoro. Um, after her great cameo for the Ferns last season against England. Um, she has been included in the Fast Five squad, so that's another way of seeing that she's still in the mix. You know, they're probably still talking to her behind the scenes and she knows what she needs to do. Um, you know, who would have thought 
less than a year ago that we'd still be saying yes to Pia Salvi Ricketts. Yes. Yeah. Deserves <laughs> a spot in there. She's part of the solid four. Mm. She's, um, you know, the last two campaigns, three campaigns really, she's really... Yeah, done well for me. Yeah, yeah she's lifted her act big time. And I agree with you, Storm, that the number of, well, no, it's not every day, but not barely a week would ever go by when somebody doesn't say to me now, what's Maturo done? Why isn't yeah. she there? Da, da, da. And I said, look, and I said, I certainly don't know. Mm. But I just wonder, I mean, I think you're right. Um, who would you drop now? Mm. And it's... Um, it's hard. I'm pleased to see her in that fast five because mm. I know it's a different game, but it's yeah. she's still in the, obviously very much in the mix. Mm. And uh, you know, you get a good A and Z under your belt next year, and then let's see what happens in the World Cup selection. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was interesting too. Tiana Maturo, she was next on my list, and. When you talk about Tepaya Sabi Ricketts, she has 100% come out of the blocks because, in my opinion, before Capri Series, I wouldn't have picked her over Bailey Mez. Mm. And look where we are now with, with, with Barry. You know, it's not quite happening for her at the moment. Yes. You know, so who knows if she is off, off the table too, right? Well, it's an interesting one you talk about, yeah, our thoughts on Selby Rickett at, towards the end of the ANZ season. You could probably ask the same thing about Kimi Otapoi. Mm, you know, she was fantastic in the Constellation Cup last year. She mm. was came on and, and was brilliant, and, yeah. and we won the last Constellation Cup. And then we didn't see her for a while after a tactics season. And you just wonder if she gets her opportunities in the black dress, could she do a Selby Rickett on us and just really pull it out? You know, I'm quite critical mm. of the tactics from time to time, so it's nice to see these players in other environments and see them really step up. But it's great, isn't it? The depth we have at the moment is, really? you know, when you think back a few years, when we were scrabbling around to mm. try and find, um, you know, middies and, and look at them all now. Yeah, I mean, it's, so. it's good. So something's working. And how much of that was the, the Beko League or the, I mean, all other sorts of efforts that Netball New Zealand's been doing, um, they're doing something right. It's funny because yeah. it normally comes in roundabouts, like normally it's the defensive end that yes. we have these holes and then it's the shooting end and then it's the attacking end. But at the moment... I remember it wasn't that long ago that Dame Knowles was saying goal attack and goal defence. She was a little bit worried about it. And mm. now you've got some good players coming yeah. through. Yeah. Now you've got all these options on the table. But let's go back to our, our poor shooters who we're neglecting a little here. <laughs> Look, Amelia Anne Ekanasio, it just goes without saying that she really does bring a presence, a mana on the court, right? And before she made um, the Silver Ferns when she was in New Zealand A for the Cadbury series, when the Silver Ferns ran out, I'll admit, I was a little worried. I felt a bit nervous when the shots were going up. But there's something about when Amelia Ann is on the court, or even if she's on the bench, it just brings a very different feeling. What do you think it is about Amelia Ann that has helped turn this shooting circle around? It's a mix for me of her calming presence and her ability, almost similar to the way I feel about Dame Knowles, is that when Mel speaks, you listen mm. and you believe and she instills belief in you. And if you throw that around with her, her she's just so calm. And sometimes I feel like that attacking end needs it. If you think about Grace Nwicky, Maya Wilson, two players that from time to time can go into their shell or, or look like they get a little bit frantic. Um, so I think Mills has been really great in that regard. And just the fact that, you know, as a goal shoot, she's a goal attack that's gonna put up her shot and she's gonna keep working for you. She's accurate. Um, yeah, th those are the things for me that really stand out. Well, I couldn't get over her, the way she lifted her volume. Like in that, mm. that first test back, um, I mean, I think she only played, she played three quarters, didn't she, I think, when yes. that first test against Jamaica. Seven from seven. So, you know, hey-ho, that's not bad. Same sort of number in the second test, but um, seven, 14 from 17. Yeah, nearly doubled you know. it. Mm. So clearly she'd been told to 
lift it. Uh, and I just, I love her style. I love the way she, she almost canters round mm. like, like a, well, not like a cult, but she... Um, well, the way I, she takes the ball, right? She does those big steps into the yes, circle. Yes, exactly. You know what you mean. I love it. And, um, you know, she's got a very distinctive style and she's, she's a joy to watch. And all of those things, you said Storm, she's calm. Uh, players obviously listen to her. Mm. And I just think it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see how, um, you know, she's slotted in, she's developing that combination with Nueki, isn't she? Because yeah. I don't think they would have had no, any much, much time to yeah. get there. Yeah. And then sort of reignited that combination with Maya Wilson. So, you know, that's, that's looking good. Yeah, yeah I agree. I, I think she's one of those players that you don't, when you're watching a netball game, you don't keep your eye on her at all times, but then boom, she's there. Or she's got the ball and the shot's gone up and it's in. Like she just is in the right place at the right time. She, totally. her, her court craft is, is just second to none, but um, can't play Queer Amelia in, we're loving it. Uh. <laughs> the reason behind uh, naming two teams is one that we're building towards Netball World Cup. So we've got that as a long-term vision. Also building upon the stuff that we did at Commonwealth Games. And then also putting, uh, giving opportunities to those that are in the squads, both Silver Fern and Development Squad. But also making sure that we're building the foundation that's really important without having interruption as such. So hence the squads that we've got. In the mid-quarters we've had, we've always got amazing mid-quarters and it's just about deciphering through I suppose and uh, seeing those ones who can actually run to the level that's required which is our engine room, giving them opportunities under fire, under pressure which we know that Australia would do. Defensively we've got more firepower with Ali coming in there plus also knowing that we've got Cutton and Jane will come in the mix around December as well. Um, probably the shooting end, still areas to work on in regards to the standards and fitness wise but we know through Fast Five that will also happen and giving opportunities once again is, is the probably the message that's coming through. Just finally what was your reaction to Gretel's news? I know uh, I am a bit nasty in one respect but I think it's great news for her. I know with a lot of females who are high performance athletes how difficult it is to actually conceive plus also go through pregnancy, so I think that's a top thing. But also secondly, um, I'm nasty in regards to, she's such a pin in Australia um, diamond, so I'm happy in that respect as well. We have already spoken about this a little bit, about Gretel Boeta being left out of the Australian while she's had to withdraw, she's having a baby, which is absolutely excellent news. But as Dan Nolene Thodua alludes to, it's also excellent news for the Silver Ferns as well. We don't have to deal with her. She's arguably one of the best netballers in the world so far. I mean, right now. Yes. So it's a great gain for us, but what does this mean for Australia in terms of their shooting ranks? Well, it's not like they're lacking a whole lot of depth, are they? They've still got, um, you know, Kara Austin will have to step up, Steph Wood, Kara Conan, and Sophie Dwyer. I haven't seen an awful lot of Sophie Dwyer, mm. but um, Dame Knowles also mentioned the um, Kara Conan-Steph Wood combo, obviously a combo that she's coached yes. a lot with her time at the Lightning, and, and she knows it well, and it, it kind of scares her a little bit. So <laughs> the more time they have together, you know, they're both speedy, you know, Kara plays that baseline so well. Mm. Steph can play like a wing attack, I guess, who can shoot. So it's going to have to sort of change up their defensive approach a bit. Not that, I mean, how do you defend Gretel? You know, where's your game plan when you're defending you Gretel? So <laughs> it, it, it makes it easier, I'm sure, but it's not like, 
you know, it's like, oh, we're going to win this now. You've still got a yeah. lot of depth in that shooting end. That's absolutely right. And I don't think for a minute that um, anyone actually thinks, I mean, it's a help, but I don't think it'll <laughs> change much. I think they'll have to change their game plan a bit uh, because it was sort of a bit like from the games that I saw of Australia and Commonwealth. And that, I mean, that's the other thing to remember. We haven't seen a lot of Australia mm. over the last couple of years simply because of the pandemic but um, you know Steph would seem to be the playmaker and then Boeta would just come in and do her thing and it, you know a glory to watch but I guess they can rework that as you said she's got that relationship with uh, Conan I wonder too Sophie Dwyer I've, I've seen a lot of her mainly I think because I, I do watch a lot of Giants games mm. um, out of guess some some loyalty to Julie Fitzgerald still <laughs> and but she's stuck behind a little bit um, Joe Harton, yes. and of course then there was that injury to, I mean, there's, you know, they all get their opportunities one way or another, so it will be interesting to see how much they use mm. Dwyer and how they use her. Well, they're not, they're not replacing Gretel. Mm. No one else is coming, like Danelle Wallam isn't coming over, no one is, is coming over to fill that fifth shooter spot, because they are travelling with, they were travelling with 15, were they? And now they're just bringing 14 or 14 so. and 13 or, or yeah, something, something like, like that. that. So yeah. I'm sure she'll get time. There's four tests. I hope she gets some time. Team's done and dusted. We've had our cordial now. I'm going to put it to you both. Can the Silver Ferns retain the Constellation Cup trophy? Storm, I'll start with you. Yes. Back in the morning. <laughs> yes. You've got to say more I than know, that. I know, I know. <laughs> no, yes, I, I, prior to Gretel's news, I would have been a little more unsure. I would have said, yes, New Zealand will win at least a game. Will they retain it? I'm not sure. Now I think they will. Um, after seeing them at training this morning, they look good. I'm excited when we, if you pull out any seven players and think, yeah, that's a really good starting seven, I think they will match up well against an Australian side that, yes, we haven't seen a lot of, but there's a lot of new-ish players amongst that squad too. Mm -hmm. So it does feel like a, almost a clean slate for this Trans-Tasman rivalry. And I'm very, very excited about it. Mm. Yeah, I am too, actually. And I think, um, I, just, I just hope that Toru, you know, Picks a seven and sticks with it. Like, oh, I doubt it. <laughs> she did in that bronze medal game. Yeah, yeah. I, go, I, I seem to always be hankering back to that game because I love it so much. But it was that was the key, and I'm a great believer in those big games. Um, so often the team that wins is the one that doesn't make any changes. I mean, how often in commentary do we say, oh, no changes there, and look what happened. Um, but yes, I, I agree. I think we have every chance of winning it. I think it'll be a great series. This is a, re this is a good Australian team. Mm. And uh, I thought, you know, in Birmingham, they, I, I liked the way they carried themselves. I liked the way, everything about them, because they were just, they just went about their business um, very, very meticulously, and um, they were ruthless. Yeah, I'm with you, Wahine. I am backing our silver ferns all the way. I think it's been a good build to get to this point, and even though, again, you know, the Jamaica series um, wasn't everything that we wanted it to be, but in saying that, it gave our combinations a really good chance at getting to know each other a bit more. So I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good about where we are right now. Thing, you say, yeah, good build, and it is, but I just wonder, you know, the number of times, whenever I've heard Dame Nolene interviewed, she's always talked about this is the next step, and mm. because the, the aim is, is there. Is, yeah, World Cup next year. Well, Fano, the Constellation Cup will be coming to you live and direct on the home of Netball Sky Sport, of course. But Game 1 is at Spark Arena. That game 
It's still got tickets for sale, so get going down there if you want to see our Silver Ferns live against the Australian Diamonds. Tauranga Bay Park for Game 2 is sold out, which is awesome for the area. Game 3 is in Melbourne. Game 4 is on the Gold Coast. So stay tuned, Final. This is going to be one heck of a Constellation Cup series. You will not want to miss it. From us here at Inside Netball, though, Matewa.